Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And good evening, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Welcome to another episode of Steelers Friday Night Six Pack. I'm your host, as always, Tony Defio. And I thank you for joining me on this lovely, well, Friday evening in Pittsburgh. And hopefully it's a lovely Friday evening wherever you are, if you're watching live on YouTube or Facebook. And if you're watching us on YouTube or Facebook, then you know we have live shows each and every night, including this show, The Hangover, The Scobro Show, The Steelers Preview, Steelers Post Game, uh, Know Your Enemy, Touchdown Under, and uh, you probably already know, if you're watching us live on YouTube or Facebook, that if you can't watch us live, then you can certainly uh, catch us on any audio platform of your choosing. And appear to be having some technical difficulties. Hopefully it's... Oh, there we go. Uh, You can catch us on any audio platform after the fact. and um, uh, we have two two parts. Sorry, I'm flustered by the uh, technical difficulties. Um, we have two parts. We have, and we always ask you to please download parts one and two. It helps with our with growing our platform. And of course, uh, we also have a a host a family of audio only shows that we we record and then we publish them for you after the fact, and you can catch them on any audio platform, including the live mic, Let's Ride, From the Cutting Room Floor, What You're Talking About, The Stat Geek, The War Room, the list goes on and on. We are probably 
the fastest growing Steelers podcasting platform on the internet. If we're not, I would love to see who is. So please check us out. And, and of course, always, as always, check out Behind the Curtain, the website. We bring you news, commentary, film breakdown. As we, as we like to say, we are your one-stop shop for all your Steelers needs. And I would like to apologize for being a little bit late tonight. I went to a holiday gathering and I got stuck in parkway traffic. So I'm about 30 minutes late, but that's okay. Better late than never, right? And welcome to the live chat to everybody. Let's see who was number one tonight. And Brian Brown. What an upset. Brian Brown was number one tonight. And uh, welcome to the uh, show, Brian. And Ryan O'Toole, Micah, Kathy Ford, John, Ryan Jeffords, Ivor, Wilfred, George Teston, Claire Washington, Ryan O'Toole. And I think that's it for now. And I, I thank you all for joining me on this lovely even though it's raining out, but it's relatively warm for December, Friday night, oh, one week before Christmas Eve. Can you believe that? Where did 2021 go? So what are we talking about tonight? We're talking about our Pittsburgh Steelers, of course, and we're talking about their chances of making the playoffs. And as hard as it is, as it is to believe, after the what are they, one, three, and one in their last five games? Despite that that uh, pretty futile streak, they are still a lot, very much alive and well in the AFC playoff race. And it might not seem that way because they're in, they're in 11th place, but they really are. At 6-6-1, six, six, and one, they are alive and well. And with a month ago in the regular season... I think they have just as good a chance as, as anybody else in fighting for the playoffs of making the postseason. And really, even though they're in last place in the AFC North, they have just as good a chance as anybody else of winning the division. And who would have thought that? If you would have told me at the beginning of the year that they would be 6-6-1 six, six, and one with one month to go, I would say maybe... They're fighting for a, for a wild card spot, but most likely they're out of it. And yet they're not out of it. They're very much alive. You got teams like the Broncos, the, the Bengals, the Browns, the, the Raiders, the, the Colts, the Bills. <laughs> they're all seven and six or six and seven. And the Steelers are six, six and one. Uh, the Chargers are eight and six. The Ravens are eight and five. I mean, even the really good teams like the, the Titans, who Pittsburgh's going to play this week, and the Patriots, who are on a bit of a roll. I think they're 10 and 4, 9 and 4. They're all punched together so closely that really it would not shock me at all. Despite, uh, I think they're currently, they have like a 0.05 or 0.50 chance of making the playoffs percentages. But come on, if they win this week, and the Bengals lose, and the Bengals are playing. Who are they playing? They're playing the Broncos, who are seven and six, as I said earlier. So if somebody's going to lose that game. The Browns are seven and six. The Raiders are six and seven. They play each other. Somebody's going to lose that game. The Ravens are playing the the a very good Packers team, maybe the best team in the NFC. And the Ravens have been struggling. Lamar Jackson's hurt with an ankle injury, and even when he's in there, they're not. 
exactly world beaters. So if Pittsburgh wins this week, and even if two of the teams in the AFC North lose, which you can certainly see the the uh, Ravens and the Bengals losing, then that puts them in much better shape with the last with three more games left in the season. And really, no matter who um, loses between the the Broncos and Bengals or the Browns and, and, and the Raven and the Raiders, if the Steelers find a way to beat the Titans, which is going to be a tall order, then it's going to, you know, it should, it should help boost their playoff percentages and their playoff chances. So I can't believe I'm saying this, the way the Steelers have been playing, the way they've looked on offense all year. I mean, they've looked like they've looked pretty pathetic all year on offense and the way they've looked as of late on defense, especially against the run. I can't believe that Pittsburgh is still alive for the playoffs. And um, I just don't want to hear anything about tanking. And, and besides, you're 6-6-1 six, six, and one with four games left. Can you really tank at this point, even if you lose your last four games, if you're Pittsburgh? How how much, like what kind of uh, uh, draft pick can you get with a 6-10-1 and one record? Uh, maybe the top 10, but it doesn't guarantee anything. You know, and we're all diehard. If you're watching right now, if you're on this in the live chat, if you're watching me, if you're not even participating in the live chat, you're a diehard fan. Do you really, in your heart of hearts, want the Steelers to tank it, to lose out and get a better draft pick? Or do you want them to to try to make the playoffs? Because to me, there's quite nothing like an NFL playoff game. And regardless of, of how mediocre they might be when they get it. You, you, you dream the impossible, you know, you dream the impossible. And to me, Pittsburgh's in it right now. So they might as well try and go for it. They might as well try and, and, and do whatever they can. Um, if you look at the schedules, a lot of, of the teams that they're battling, you know, the Colts play the Patriots this week. Uh, go Patriots, right? Who would have thought that? You know, the Bills, they play Carolina, which, you know, you would have to favor the Bills there, but they also have uh, at least one more date with the Patriots down the stretch, I guess one more date. So you look at the Ravens and they play the Packers, they play the Rams, they play the Bengals, they play the Steelers. So, you know, the Ravens are in first place right now by what? Uh, I guess one game. And they have, down the stretch, they have the toughest schedule. And isn't that interesting because... You know, at the beginning of the year, everybody talked about how tough Pittsburgh's schedule was and how they had the toughest schedule in the league. Well, now here we are with one month to go, and all bets are off as far as that is concerned. And and the Ravens have the toughest schedule in the division, if you ask me. So, you know, the Packers are the Packers. The Rams are, are one of the best teams in the NFL, even though they've been struggling a little bit as of late. Um, uh, the Bengals blew out... Uh, the Ravens in Baltimore not that long ago. And of course, Pittsburgh always matches up well with the Ravens and they just beat them at Heinz Field not even two weeks ago. So, you know, the Ravens might be in first place, but they're by no means a lock to win the division with one month to go. So, 
they have problems. They have problems in their secondary. Lamar Jackson still hasn't fully developed into a top-tier passing quarterback, even though he's a great weapon. Uh, you know, they have problems with their line. Big Al, Villanueva is not exactly uh, um, making Steelers fans regret losing him. So, you know, they have some problems. So, uh, and of course, the Bengals, I mean, they, they look like they were, you know, after they beat up on Pittsburgh a few weeks ago, they look like they were the team to beat in, in the uh, division, and they haven't won since. And the Browns, yeah, they beat the Ravens last week, but they didn't look that great doing it. And now they're dealing with all kind of COVID problems. The game with the Raiders, I think it's, what, Monday night now? So, instead of Saturday. Uh, but even even if they were 100% healthy, the Browns, do you really have confidence in them uh, moving forward, being a, a, a top contender in the AFC? I certainly don't. So the Browns may have caught a break a bit uh, with having their game postponed for a couple of days so they can get their some of their players back. But let's be real. The Browns are no bargain as far as a, a true contender. And not that the Steelers are, but again, this is really about the Steelers having a chance to uh, make the playoffs. And I think it would be great for them to make the playoffs in Ben's last year. And I think we're all accurately assuming that this is his last month. You know, he's not coming back. You know, when you start hearing rumors that, that he's come out to his teammates and told them that, this is his last year. I think we, we can pretty much take that to the bank. I really don't see him him uh, having a change of heart. What would what would cause him to change of, have a change of heart at this point? You know, he's going to be 40 years old on March 2nd. You know, it's time for him to go. But it doesn't mean if you see how much he cares and how emotional he is and how angry he got last week in that Vikings debacle and how emotional he got you know, with wins against the Ravens and the Browns earlier in the year, Ben still cares. So uh, I think he still wants to try to make the playoffs. So to repeat, you might as well try and go for it. You know, so I'm all in as far as uh, is them trying to make the playoffs. Division title, wild card. At this point, I really don't care. Obviously, I would love to have uh, have them win the division, you know, get one last home game here, at least one last home game with Ben as your starting quarterback. But however they get in at this point, I just want them to get in. You know, um, the AFC is pretty wide open. <laughs> I'm not saying that they're in the same class as the Chiefs or even the Patriots at this point, but by and large, the AFC is as wide open as I've seen it in maybe 30 years. I mean, if you go back and you know you look at, at, at the, the Patriots and the Titans and even the Chiefs who are on a roll, um, the top seed in the AFC might have six losses by the end of the year, or even seven. I mean, that's just how how I don't I hate to say the word mediocre, but Mediocre is probably a good word to say for the AFC this year. It's it's just not a usually by this point in the season a the top seeds in each conference are are head and shoulders above everybody else in the win loss column. But this year, at least in the AFC, 
that's just not the case. Uh, even the Ravens, who are scuffling as of late, and they've lost two straight division games, at eight and five, if they get on a roll, they can wind up with the number one seed at what twelve and five if they win out. So that's pretty unusual um, for the NFL over the last few decades. So it's a wide open conference, and the Steelers, by no means, are a great team, and by no means do I do I see them. Uh, winning out because they, they have a date with the Chiefs. But I could certainly envision a, a scenario where they win three out of four. You know, if they can steal a win against the Titans, which is very much, I think, very possible. The Titans are really good. Uh, but no, not only are they without Derrick Henry, but they've been scuffling too. And, and you know, they're certainly not a dominant team. Um, so I could see them stealing a win against the Titans. The Chiefs. No, I don't see it. But then you close out with the Browns at home and the Ravens on the road, and I don't care where those games are played. They're going to be close. So I can certainly envision a scenario in which Pittsburgh wins three out of four, even by default. In nine, seven, and one, with the with the um, with the with with the way the AFC looks right now, as far as the standings are concerned. And who's in the hunt for the playoffs? And so many of these teams are playing each other. Uh, I can certainly see nine, seven, and one being good enough to uh, get one of the last wild card spots, if not win the division. Because I mentioned earlier how tough the Ravens' schedule is. So, uh, yeah, I, I would love to see Pittsburgh get into the playoffs, and uh, if for nothing else just to have that that one more week where you can dream about um moments that last forever because i mean that's what that's what where the playoffs are different from the regular season i mean there are a lot of great regular season games but not too many people talk about where they were when big ben threw six touchdown passes in back-to-back games but we do talk about where we were when Troy Polamalu um, had his pick six. We talk about where we were when when Vontaze Perfect went nuts and Pac-Man Jones soon followed a few years ago. Uh, we talk about where we were when Gary Anderson beat the uh, Oilers in overtime, and that was, what, 32 years ago? So, uh, you know... There's something about the playoffs that just, to me, are so special. And I think the NFL playoffs are, are it's the best tournament in all of sports. And there's there's nothing quite like a, a, a one-and-done, winner-go-home NFL playoff game. And if for nothing, you know, obviously you want to see them win, but just the anticipation of it. Um, I, I would just love to see. Pittsburgh in that position this year. Big Ben, uh, I would love to see him have one final shot at the postseason, and certainly I would I would love to see him have a better have, have a chance to go out much better than he did last year against the Browns in the wild card game in Heinz Field. Uh, it was a disaster, and and to have him go out like that um, in the postseason. 
in tears. Uh, it just, it just didn't seem right. So, you know, if, if nothing else, I'd like to see them uh, band together for Ben. Maybe they can, maybe they can't. I don't know. They don't, they certainly don't have, they don't seem like that kind of team this year where they're unified and, and, and you know, they're all pulling that sa- the same rope and they all have the same goal in mind. It seems to be a bit of a splintered team, a splintered locker room as Brian Shannon and I talked about on Monday on the hangover, but who knows? I mean, momentum is a funny thing. And, and, you know, when a team uh, gets on a roll, it can happen just like that. So we shall see. And on that note, I've rambled on long enough. And at the 19 minute mark, I will take this time to say goodbye to part one of this episode of Steelers Friday Night Six Pack. And when I come back in the second half, since I'm, since we're on a bye, or not a bye, but an extended 10 game break for the Steelers, and they didn't have any uh, games since the last time I talked to you, I'll open things up to questions and comments in the second half of tonight's show. So if you're, if you're, watching live on YouTube or Facebook, don't go anywhere because I'll be right back. And if you're listening on on an audio platform, well, of course, I thank you for downloading part one, but please come back and download part two of this episode of Steelers Friday Night Six Packs.